Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hello to you, and thank you for joining me for podcast number 110. I'm pleased to say that we have listeners all over the world, and wherever you are today, you're most welcome to share in the wild west of communications and amateur radio. It has to be classed as one of the most diverse hobbies when you consider the number of facets on offer, whether you're interested in talking on the air, communication via satellites, using keyboard-to-keyboard data modes, thundering away at your Morse key, or sending TV pictures halfway round the world, there's something in amateur radio for all. Now, it will soon be time for you to dust off that old Morse key and get on the air for the special South African Activity Week. You may remember that we told you about their high-speed Morse event. Clearly, this was aimed at the serious and experienced Morse operator. But this is being offset by the forthcoming event, which specifically targets those who prefer to send and receive at more moderate speeds, or perhaps who've allowed their Morse speed to lapse a little. At the end of this week in South Africa, it's exclusively geared towards the new guys coming up in the ranks with comfortably sedate Morse activity, with a minimum requirement of 8 words per minute, but not exceeding 12 words per minute. The event runs from 04 UTC on Sunday the 14th of November to 16 hours UTC on Saturday the 20th of November. Central African time in South Africa is 2 hours ahead of UTC. The idea is to make as many contacts as you can within the seven-day calendar period. You should log all contacts on the Radar Sport Log, developed by Eddie, Zulu Sierra 6 Bravo November Echo. This can be found at www.radarops.co.za forward slash ZS portal. You will need a login pin, which Eddie will gladly send you in order to take part. Your Morse must be sent using any paddle or straight key at a maximum 12 words per minute character speed or slower to qualify to participate. You will need to declare in the comments column on the logging system what kind of key you used. The radar system automatically generates the points. Participants should encourage others to make use of the online logging system. Bands permissible during the activity are 40, 20 and 80 metres. You may not work the same call sign more than once on each band, but each day you start afresh. You can rework the same amateurs you did the previous day. The exchange will be the standard CW formal exchange, so long as it's a real contact. And your contact may also move into a full-blown contact, if you like. 
You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. It's all about radio and the wider world of communications. I picked out some of the latest stories from Southgate Amateur Radio News, and you can find a lot more by going to southgatearc.org. We're lucky here in Europe that significant seismic events are quite rare, although down in Italy much damage has been caused quite recently by earthquakes easily measurable on the Richter scale. In other parts of the world, earthquakes are more common, and this is where really major events can occur. Perhaps one of the world's most anticipated major earthquakes could occur off the coast of Western America. It's generally felt that a very large earthquake off San Francisco is now overdue. Knowing the value they can bring to a post-earthquake situation, radio amateurs regularly practice for such a circumstance. The San Francisco Chronicle newspaper reports that ham radio operators are the go-to communicators in earthquake preparation drills. The newspaper reported that at 10am on a Wednesday in October, Skip Fidanzo, Kilo Juliet 6 Alpha Romeo Lima, was expecting a Richter Level 8 earthquake on the Hayward Fault, a geological fault zone capable of generating destructive earthquakes. It's about 74 miles long and situated mainly along the western base of the hills on the east side of San Francisco Bay. Well, assuming his own home doesn't go sliding down Ring Mountain, Fidanzo was set to make his way past his mobile phone, past his laptop and landline, and heading straight for the garage for the only communication method he can count on to be still working, ham radio. Setting up in his rocking chair at a window with a view stretching from Mount Tamalpais to San Francisco Bay, Fidanzo's plan has him starting to make radio calls, which should bring a response from any or all of 15 ham radio operators spread from Novato to Point Reyes Station. And Operation Golden Eagle, an orchestrated region-wide emergency response exercise, will be on the air. The simulation involves five Bay Area counties where emergency service professionals exchange requests for information and resources after the presumed disaster. But only Marin amongst the five counties are operating without internet or mobile phone capabilities. Instead, Marin is employing a network of amateur radio hobbyists who call themselves radio communications volunteers. Acting under supervision of the Marin County Department of Public Works, the volunteers are providing vital communications between the Emergency Operations Centre and community-based organisations that serve the most vulnerable residents. The goal is that the County Board of Supervisors will certify the radio communications volunteers as part of its official emergency response. The idea is that good old reliable ham radio technology, antenna to antenna, without reliance on cell towers, satellite dishes or cables, will be a vital tool when 21st century technology stops working. Fidanzo expects this to happen the moment the real-life disaster hits. You can read more at www.sfchronicle.com. You're listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, pop us over an email. Our address is vibes at southgatearc.org. That's vibes at southgatearc.org. You never know, we might feature your message in a future edition.
We are all watching the sun, trying to anticipate progress towards the peak of solar cycle 25, when shortwave communications around the world will be a doddle, and we'll all forget the dull propagation drudgery of the years at the trough in the 11-year cycle, when talking within your own country was a bit of a struggle. The Solar Report for October 2021 is now out, and it contains some interesting observations. Robert Marston, Alpha Alpha 6 X-ray Echo, has reported on the progress of Solar Cycle 25 in October 2021. The mean solar flux was 89, and the monthly mean sunspot number was 38. The solar flux is up a couple of ticks from the previous month, while the sunspot number is down 26% from 52 recorded in September. While the drop in sunspot count is considerable, October's number is still the second highest of solar cycle 25. The October daily sunspot number peaks at a value of 96 on October the 28th, down from the cycle 25 high of 124 recorded in September. The big news is that two old cycle 24 regions surfaced during the month of October. The first appeared on October the 24th at latitude north 01. The second active region emerged on October the 29th at latitude south 04. As with all such active regions in this very late stage of the old solar cycle, both dissipated away a few hours after they emerged. This is both bad and good news, as it confirms that the magnetic bands from cycle 24 on the Sun's surface are still interfering with cycle 25 activity, but it does explain the drop in solar activity during October. Robert hopes that November turns out to be the month when, as he puts it, we can shake the monkey. Amateur band conditions are picking up, especially on 15 and 10 metres. 15 metres had solid openings between Europe and the east coast of the USA for both days of the CQ Worldwide phone contest. 10 metres had solid trans-equatorial propagation on both days of the contest, and the big guns were able to bag European stations on 10 metres for valuable multiplier points. Robert wishes the best of luck to all contesters in the CQ Worldwide DX Morse contest, which takes place across November the 27th and the 28th. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.